0: Hi, I'm Avi. And I'm Ron. And this is Accent Insights.
1: This week, we're going to do a little something different. You know, Avi and I often talk about uh, the things that make Brookline such a special and unique place. And one of those things is the the committed people and, um, and the great things that they do. So this week, we have an interview with Len Woolley, who's a town meeting member and very involved with uh, biking in the town of Brookline. Len and Avi know each other from the American Legion, and uh, Avi doesn't mention this enough, but he is a veteran of the United States Army, and Len, I believe you're a veteran of the Air Force, and I think on behalf of of Accent Realty and our listeners and and everyone in Brookline, we wanna thank you for your service at the outset.
0: Thank you. Thanks. Let's let's dive right in. Len, how did you get to Brookline? You're from Pittsburgh originally, right?
2: Right, so I, I went to the Air Force Academy I graduated in 2003, and then I moved to Boston to do a master's at MIT in aerospace engineering. And that's where I met my wife. She was also a graduate student. We met on MIT's dating website. And I like to tell people that an algorithm put us (laughs) together, but you get embarrassed by that.
1: I want to say, uh, I'm a little bit older than you, and I went to MIT. We had no such algorithms, and dating at MIT was very difficult. So good for you. And I think, Alvi <laughs> you did as well. I don't know how it worked for you.
0: Yeah, something else we all have in common is um,
2: we have that MIT connection. <laughs> Somehow, I was the nerdiest of them all, and she picked me.
1: <laughs> um, MIT, and then you just stuck around.
2: Uh, So, once I graduated, I went to Wright Patterson Air Force Base where I was an engineer. And I got out of the Air Force and moved back to Boston, lived in Brookline uh, to be with Maria, my wife. Um, And then we've lived in Brookline for over 10 years. Great. I enjoy being able to walk to the movie theater or walk to buy groceries. I have two children, ages nine and four. Uh, My son, Nathaniel is on the Pokemon tournament circuit. So we go to Pokemon tournaments usually once a month, and they're usually held in the basement of a comic book store. Picture what a basement of a comic (laughs) book store looks like. And my son, Peter, we recently went camping for the first time, and we set up the tent, put a fire together, and he asks me,
0: Dad, is this authentic? <laughs> yes, Peter. This is it. <laughs> That's the most Brookline uh, question that you could ask on a camping trip, right? <laughs> he wanted to make sure it was the real thing. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Okay. Just just before you took out your the, the sushi takeout, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the bike advisory committee. Can you tell us a little bit about the committee and sort of what's new in Brookline biking?
2: Sure. Uh, the committee meets once a month. We advise the transportation board. On how to make this street safer for cyclists. Uh, one of the projects that we're working on is what we're calling the bridal path. It would be a protected bike lane from St. Mary's Street to Cleveland Circle. And we had a pilot for the program a few months ago where we set up some cones and delineated a path, moved the parking out just a little bit towards the travel lanes and it was a fun event, and we're hoping to have a few more pilots um, in the near future, potentially one in October. I'd also like to mention um, the per- main driver behind this program, Jules milner Braji for his tireless efforts in pushing the bridal path idea forward. Uh, he spent countless hours on this project, and we we wouldn't have this idea without him.
0: Excellent. Well, we appreciate his work on this as well. You know, one of the the things that's just become worse and worse in in Boston Metro over the past decades or century, I suppose, has been the traffic and uh, probably drives a lot of um, housing decisions as well, relevant to our podcast here. Um, But, you know, now we have the the scooters here, uh, we have more and more alternative transportation and we don't have the infrastructure to actually ride all that safely. So I think that's that's exciting to see protected lanes.
2: Yeah, I don't think you'll hear many cyclists say that they're too safe while riding on the street.
1: <laughs> and then just so I understand and, and people can visualize this, is the idea to take the median parking and and steal a little bit of space from that, but without taking away any of the of the current lanes that are for uh, vehicular traffic and somehow we're going to see a little space from, from the median side of the cars?
2: Uh, that's pretty much it. We want to shift the angled parking a little bit towards the travel lanes and we could remove where the bike lanes are now. And there's enough room to have a way bicycle path.
1: Wow, great. When, when would that happen if it happens?
2: So there was a warrant article that passed recently that said that the town should perform a study to investigate the feasibility of the bridal pathway. And right now the town is currently working on
0: getting the funds to well fund the study. And what's that? What's that mean, bridal? What's that word? Uh...
2: Bridal refers to horses. So it, it used to be a path where horses and carriages could ride along. Frederick Law Olmsted's original plan for the street, and we want to go back to something similar to that, Whereas instead of horses, it could be a multi-use track for scooters, bikes, skateboarders.
0: Amazing. And are there other streets where, if it goes well, other streets in Brookline where that could be expanded to?
2: I think so. Um, We're currently working on a bicycle network for the town. So you could easily travel through a big part of the town feeling comfortable. city of Cambridge recently passed an ordin- ordinance saying wherever they have their bicycle network, if they redo the street, it's mandatory that they install a protected bike lane.
0: Now, uh, Len, you're also involved with an organization, Cycling Without Age, which um, sounds very interesting. What is Cycling Without Age?
2: Uh, Cycling Without Age is a program that started in 2012 and Copenhagen, by a man named Ole Kassau. He wanted to get older adults or people with limited mobility back on their bikes uh, so they could feel the wind in their hair. And so he invented what he called a tri-shaw, um, where there's a bench on the front and up to two passengers can sit on the bench, and the cyclist or pilot sits in the back and pedals the vehicle. Uh-huh. Uh, the program has expanded to over 42 different countries. And recently, Two Life Communities purchased one of the bicycles and set up a program. And now we're
0: taking older adults who are residents of Two Life Communities for bike rides. Wow. Um, just a quick aside, Two Life Communities, this is a new name for an organization that's been around, um, what was it called before?
2: The previous name was Jewish Community
0: Housing for the Elderly. Okay. And now it's rebranded as Two Life Communities, and they're the the sponsors of the Cycling Without Age uh, pilot program. That's correct.
1: Are the the riders only people from the Two Life Communities, or can can other elderly people sign up if they're interested?
2: So about once a week, I'll take two residents from Two Life for a ride around the Chestnut Hill Reservoir. I've also taken a few of my friends in Brookline for rides. We go to places like an ice cream shop or... (laughs) ride right around the reservoir. It's, it's quite enjoyable.
1: Right. but the weather considerations when you do this?
2: So my friend VA at 2LIFE, well, she said, we'll ride as long as it's above freezing. <laughs> <laughs> and fortunately, the, the bike has a blanket that you can set over the person's legs. And there's also an awning on the top that you can use for shade or wind and rain protection. And there have been a few times where we ride around the Chestnut Hill Reservoir where the rain starts or the wind really picks up. And one day, VA decided to bring her friend Helene, and it was just about the worst weather we've ever had. Oh, no. But we we made it through the ride, and at the end, Helene said, it's not for sissies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't pedaling.
2: But uh, she braved the weather. Uh Uh-huh. She's come back for more. We've we've gone for several more rides together. Well, I think that's the Lovely. real
1: test, right? Is is if, if uh, is that was that the first and last ride for someone, or if they come back for more? I guess it couldn't have been that bad.
2: You know, I I hope the weather is great, and I think we've been a little bit more conservative lately. If if there is rain in the forecast, we might just schedule for another day.
0: Well, something that, that that's always here in Boston and Brookline, other than the weather, steep hills. How do you go up and down these hills?
2: So. I don't like to admit it, but there is a battery on the bicycle okay. and a motor. And on the flat portions of the ride, you don't really need the motor, even if there are two people on board. But if there's any sort of an uphill, it, the motor definitely helps, and I'm not ashamed to use it.
0: <laughs> there's a hard-hitting investigative uh, a podcast. We've uncovered a battery on these dry shots. It, there is an electronic assist.
1: Yeah. Now we'll be disqualified in the next Tri-Shaw races because... <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many riders, cyclists are there involved?
2: So the Two Life communities purchased one bike. I believe they put together a crowd fundraising for it. Uh, they also purchased a blue hut that they've installed on their property to store the bicycle. And recently they added a ramp to make it easy for me to put the bike into the hut. It's it's a sight to see. and. Whenever I take the bike out, people will stop what they're doing and look, and they're curious. They want to know what's going
1: on. Now, is there any connection between to the Brookline Bike Advisory Group and, and what you're doing with Two Life Communities, or these are completely separate?
2: They're, they're completely separate. The Bicycle Advisory Committee, the members are curious as to what people are doing on their own, what kind of rides are you going for, where's a good place to go, but they, they are
0: separate entities. And when you're on the road in these tri-shaws, how do people react to you? Uh, You know, it's not a typical bike you might see on the road.
2: On the bicycle, there's a small bell that I can ring, which is audible to pretty much me and the passengers. (laughs) I don't know if anybody on the street has heard it, but uh, generally I haven't had to use the bell and people wave to us. They they take pictures and especially when we ride around the reservoir, just about everyone we pass is smiling. Some people will say that's such a great idea. Some people will motion us to stop, and I'll ask if they'll take a picture of us. Or it, it's a really good experience. We have an audience, and I enjoy it quite a bit.
1: If people want to volunteer to be cyclists, is there demand? And is there is it something people could do if they want to just spend a day, you know, helping some elderly people get out and enjoy the day?
2: Sure. Yeah, we we just started training new pilots, so. They, they call the riders of the bicycles pilots. And now I'm calling myself an instructor pilot.
1: <laughs>
2: Some of my friends are pilots of fighter jets. And now I can feel like I'm on an even playing
0: field with them. I <laughs> All you need is an injector seat. <laughs> yes.
1: This ride is We're not trying- going well. I'm getting out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing this with us. This is Absolutely fascinating, and uh, something that makes Brookline special uh, is the type of activities you're involved with, and it is also exemplary of you that you've continued to lead a life of service. So, thank you for, for serving our community and, and leading on these efforts. Thank you. I'm trying to be more involved in the community and help where I can.
1: That's great. And, and to our listeners, if you have questions uh, for Len about, about biking in Brooklyn generally, we'll post a link uh, where the podcast is located.
0: Thank, thanks, everyone, for joining. Uh, until next time, goodbye. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for that special interview with, with Len. Now for your post-credit bonus, uh, here's a poem from Len about Pokemon.
2: Pokemon tourney in abasement, a parent's self-debasement, ignore the rat traps for love of child, whilst playing Pokemon, he's less wild.